We're here in Pineview, Georgia, in a field that a, a guy that Caleb works with, standing in his cotton field. And we've got a cotton lab there in McGee that we've been working with Molly. It's our second year. Molly, you've helped design these for the last couple of years. Tell us a little bit about why we're doing what we're doing in McGee versus why we're standing in a field in Georgia. So the difference, the main difference is it's not necessarily soil composition. It's not necessarily the way you guys farm. Really, the only difference that I've been able to come across in, uh, say, Georgia or kind of more this south or southeastern part is when we say infro on cotton, they run for the hills, don't they? It's not a very widely adapted practice. With y'all, when we say infro, you guys are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it because y'all are ready to take that step to see where we can bust that yield limiting factor on cotton. And, you know, we don't really have many avenues to try to adjust the farming practices that we've had for years on cotton. Infurro is one way that we can finally try to do that. Mm. We know cotton seed is very sensitive. We know that the plant itself can be sensitive. It is very expensive. So infurro, we try not to really push the envelope and burn it up, but we try to really focus and centralize nutrients that we think need to be there at the time that it emerges. With y'all, we decided to do a uh, fulvic. So we wanted the fulvic because that's going to help break any fertilizer bonds that are already in the soil from years and years of fertilizer that you've put down there. Um, it's going to be a food source for your microbes in your soil. So it's going to get them stimulated and fed and going. Uh, we chose to go with a micro package because when that plant's starting off and it's got a little taproot, we really don't want it using the limited source of energy that it has trying to go out and find these micros around it. We really want it all centralized right there around the seed so it has what it needs. Then we went a step further and decided to put our liquid calcium in the furrow because calcium is not only responsible for things within the plant once it's going, but we need that calcium to really help kickstart it off. We can't never seem to get calcium into that cotton plant. That's right. And so, like I said before, you can see we're farming on sand. Calcium is a huge factor for structural stability, correct? Exactly. If we're farming in sand and we don't, we're not able to get a big root zone uh, early on, or if we're, we're struggling with a really big plant, but we don't have a good foundation to hold it because we lack calcium in the beginning, our cotton's going to lay over, or we're going to have just a struggling stem, and the stem is basically what I consider the highway of right. nutrients for the plant. And then one other thing is we're cutting back on our cotton populations. So that plant is having a lot larger branches on every plant. Well, if we have problems with getting those branches held up or if we're if we're running the sprayer defoliating cotton and we got cotton laying over everywhere, that, that the plant characteristics there with the calcium is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that leads us into why we chose to go our foliar route with you guys as well. So not only did we do infurro with them, we decided to go a step further and now we're doing foliar because you know and you know, we go over cotton about every 10 days. It's a very needy plant. It has to have insecticides. It has to have herbicides. It has to have picks, which is a growth regulator, because little known fact, cotton is a tree. If we don't stop the growth, we're going to get so much vegetative growth and no swap to reproductive that all of our nutrients have now gone into making a tree versus a producing smaller bush type tree. An eight foot tall plant with three cotton balls. And that is not what we need. That's not our goal. So one of the biggest factors we went with you guys, and you've told me this is a problem as well, is potassium in these kind of low CEC soils. We have a big problem holding on to that potassium. Cotton is a major 
proponent of removing potassium from the soil and it leaves no residuals period so anything you farm behind it you're going to have to pour that much more potassium to it so we both capitalize on top of your cotton so every opportunity we got we're hitting it with capitalize so that is a every pass that's a potassium calcium and sulfur product which is all three big proponents of cotton then we chose to take it a step further we blended in micro 500 Mm -hmm. because we know the biggest factor, and y'all agree or disagree, is the biggest input cost and biggest factor is it not mostly your MP and K units. Right. So if we're lacking on micronutrients, we're not getting the most efficacy out of those MPK inputs we're putting down, right? Yep. So to me, one thing you should never cut out of your program is micros because we have to have those micros to facilitate the movement of the MPKs. So we didn't want your crop to just start off without any micros. Hence the reason we put it in furrow and now we're feeding it again foliar. Um, we did that. The cool, sorry, I'm not to interrupt, but the but the cool thing about our lab, in, in these labs, it's not 40 acres of doing the exact same thing. Right. We've got, inside there, we've got 10 acres of what I would do every day. Grower standard. Grower standard. Mm-hmm. We've got three different replications of three different ways that y'all would mm-hmm. like for us to do it. So... So we go in there and we're putting, this one might get the micros, this one might not, right. this one might get the calcium, you know, that one may not. Mm-hmm. So that's one cool thing about, to me, about when we're doing these labs, it's not just, okay, one thing, here we go, this is going to make you better. You've got replication mm-hmm. to see, this worked, this didn't work, this worked. And that's our goal overall is, yes, our end goal is to get the most yield that we can possibly get. But if you're like me, you want to know why. I know you ask why. You ask why. So in doing it in that sense, we can take out pieces and plug in pieces with agroliquids programs that is really going to give you an answer as to what it was, when you put it on, and why that seemed to work for you. Right. And and I think that comes back to the conversation of with our nutrient applications, we need to make sure we're applying the right product at the right time, at the right rate, yep. and in the right place. So starting the plant off strong, uh, given whatever nutrients that it needs. Mm-hmm. And having these applications where we're putting out nutrients at the time the plant needs it, Mm -hmm. that we're not at risk for losses during that time frame, and making sure that our cotton plants, as they start getting later in the year, we have trouble getting stuff up from the soil to have that spoon-fed approach to where they can have good fertility season long. Correct. One thing that Dad always says, cotton's always looking for a way to die. It is. I mean, if, if you go through, especially probably now at home, you you can walk through just from the rain that we've had. We've had whole lot of rain in the last month i mean it's it's been it's been abnormal which is not real good for cotton right so that cotton plant stresses you, you go look through the middle of middle between two plants it, i mean it's solid squares everywhere i mean it's just it's shedding fruit ridiculously <laughs> and uh so with us spoon feeding these these micros spoon feeding this potassium we we keep okay we're happy we're happy we're happy we're not just gonna hit one big shot and say you're happy right now right we're going to make sure he's happy through his whole life. Correct. And you got to be able to do that because if you think, like, just looking at this cotton, and nothing wrong with it, but you can see there's a little variation in height, right? There's a little less surface area up here towards the front as in what we're standing here in the middle. If you dump an entire foliar program on at one time and you choose to do it early because you think, oh, they told me to hit it, you know, my first post-application of herbicide. Cotton's what, this big maybe? There's not enough leaf surface area to take up what foliar you put down there. And that's why I'm constantly preaching, if you want to call it, spoon feed it in there. If you look at it like a gallon jug, 
You can only get a gallon of water in a gallon jug, and that's how the plant is. It only has so much holding capacity, and once we've filled that and we've reached that, everything else we've put out is just wasted. That's right, and, and it's just like me. I don't want to eat all the food that I'm going to eat today for breakfast. Right. I want a little bit at first, and I want some throughout the day. You're great. And that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the same thing as these cotton plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we can put a lot of fertility on early on. Well, as soon as we have new growth, well, then we need to make sure that we keep that plant well fed as it's building the factory and then putting on yeah. our bowl. And there's so there's such a a misguided, I guess, information really about crops as a whole is that we reach this wall and a timing point in the crops life cycle that people farmers in general think that we should just stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not going to make another pass. It's going to be what it's going to be. I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard that. And we now, with the capability of drones, highboys, airplanes, um, just a bunch of different application opportunities, now we can just throw that saying out the window. Because now, yes, it comes down to, is it in your budget? But if we've done everything correct from the beginning and really tailor fit our programs, if we can get in one more application to really push that to the finish line, I think that's where we are going to start seeing these yield walls just start breaking down. Right. And, and it may not be going out there and spending a bunch of money that we weren't already spending. Mm-hmm. It's spending the dollars that we have towards our fertility for our crops, just doing it better. In a better that way. might be mm-hmm. cutting back early and let's put some of our dollars here towards right. these later applications. And it's like you mentioned, it's not dumping a bunch out at one foliar shot. Mm-hmm. We're giving it a little bit as the plant goes throughout the season. So we have that opportunity because, like I said, we hit cotton every 10 days. So there's not a reason that should limit you as to going out and really doing your fertility in a better way. I think we hit it about every Friday. That's every right. Friday. It's always every, every Friday. Monday. Feed it on Fridays. I like that. Molly, we appreciate you coming down here, taking a visit. Taylor, we appreciate you showing us around. Yeah, appreciate y'all coming by.